Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Oh, my phone is ringing. Uno momento, por favor. Um, si. Did you like my France? Yes. I like the arm, the arms pumping. Right? It is quite cute. It's my boss. I'm not going to answer. No. I have other things. Tis my day off. Pretty sure she's not trying to call me to come in because that would be ridiculous. And that is pretty much it. Did I hear you say www.thirdeyewithlorelai.com? www.thirdeyewithlorelai.com. Noted. Noted. (laughs) Shameless plug. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Um, So, anyway. and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am your host, Lorelai, and today I'm having yet another stimulating and invigorating discussion with the magnificent and glorious and beautiful and just out of this world, Julie Lyons. Wow, thank you for such an introduction. (laughs) I did not pay her any money to say this. (laughs) This is all out of her free will, and thanks for having me back. So that $100 bill that you slipped in my pocket, that wasn't That was for our last discussion, so that had nothing to do with this discussion. Okay. I don't just make them sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, today, Julie and I are going to have an amazing discussion about past lives. So, as you guys know, well, you may know that. Actually, I don't really know if I've actually disclosed this to my audience, but my specialty, because you guys know that I do tarot readings, because after every single episode, I talk about, if you need a tarot reading, here it has you contact me, la, 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 la. Which I need to update, by the way, because you can contact me on my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelai.com. So my my specialty in tarot reading is past life reading. Okay. A lot of people are like, well, how in the bloody hell do you do that? Well, let me tell you. So with when I am in, you know, reading a past life, I have tarot cards that do that. And um, I'll put a little bit of history spin on this just because um, I feel like it's important to recognize where a lot of this past life work comes from. And um, so there's a physician that I, I read about this and this is kind of what opened up all the doors for me. And like, I was very interested in it and rightfully so because it is the thing that I do. Um, and his name is Dr. Brian Weiss. And he's a renowned psychologist, psychiatrist that got his education out of Yale and Columbia University. And he practiced out in that area, in like the northeastern area or something like that. And um, he, his colleagues were referring this woman that they really couldn't, they were having a lot of trouble trying to get her appropriate treatment. It, nothing seemed to be working and she had like a lot of issues with anxiety and depression that were relatively crippling for her. And so they referred her to him and she came to him and it was the same thing. Like he was trying all these different modalities to try and get her some relief, some coping mechanisms. They were not working. And so he then decided to try and throw something new and he's like, let's try hypnotism and see how that works out for her. And so he hypnotized her and she began to speak in where she's at, like where she is in her mind. And she regressed herself into this lifetime in in her, like this past life. And she starts describing everything in very clear detail about what's going on with her and what's happening. And so this was a very wild experience and he kind of was just asking questions. Well, what, what else is, are you experiencing and la la la. And, um, and after they've concluded the, the treatment or whatever, he t- takes her out of the hypnosis and he noted, she, she no- tells him that, you know, she feels remarkably better, you know, and then when she comes back for her next treatment, 
she, you know, expresses that she, you know, she's having, it's not as bad with her sleeping and she's able to like cope a lot better. And they keep doing these regressions and the, the past life that the, the, the stories get more and more detailed every single session. And they go to like the points of her death. They talk about her death. They talk about her life and what happened. And it really drew into like comparison and, and in turn conclusion to what she was experiencing in her present life that was causing her harm. And it was amazing to see the recovery just by witnessing and visualizing what happened in these past lives and how they have these tethers or cords to us in our present that once we realize that these are what happened in this lifetime before, we can then sever those cords and heal that area where we feel like there was a wound that was created. So that, I mean, then that sort of birthed this whole past life regression hypnotism. So really, to get the best version of a past life anything, the regression is really like the gold standard of experiencing a past life. And there's lots of different YouTube videos and um, like guided, it's because it is a guided meditation mm -hmm. uh, that you can utilize to actually go into a past life. And then I know that uh, Dr. Brian Weiss has these workshops that you can go to where it's all about past life regressions and those are very very powerful they just cost money and they're generally on the other side of the united states right. i mean for us being in california that's the other side right for everybody else that's on like the east coast they're like hey that's my neck of the woods i'm gonna go check that out that sounds totally. amazing so anyway that is like the gold standard of really visualizing experiencing and getting into that healing of past lives because I feel like people um, they they behave and experience echoes of what occurred to them in a past life because that always stays with you as like a, a, an inherent lesson or wisdom and um, there's also that concept of karma and recognizing where those patterns began in those past lives and so being able to look back and see where they began gives you the information moving forward in your present life to break those patterns of behavior and break those cycles of karma so that way you can now experience your life in a more meaningful and abundant way awesome so that is like like the like i said the gold standard of really experiencing a past life um, but what I do is I do a reading with my tarot cards and the deck that I have was created by uh, Doreen Virtue and Br Dr. Brian Weiss, which is why they're so like I, I found those cards and I'm like, yep, those are mine. And those cards are absolutely magnificent like being able to use them it's like i'm able to really connect with the person that i'm reading and things come through very clear and they're just johnny precise. on the spot and yeah. precise yes that's they're, awesome and i feel terrible that i forgot them today it's okay that I know means I'm, we'll have to get together another time. I, that is true. Thank you for putting a positive spin on it. Yeah. Appreciate I mean, you that. ain't getting away from me. Oh, no, I don't want to. I'm, yeah. I'm in it to win it, sister. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting it. Yeah. Getting it whether you like it or not. So at any rate, the past life tarot card readings are just like how you would do with your tarot deck. You know, uh, you, you, you practice the way that you do and you set yourself up the way you do. I usually always, before any tarot card read, regardless of what I'm using, I call an Archangel Michael to surround us in protection. And so that way it's like, you know, no negative energy can enter the space and putting out your energetic bubble of protection. Um, and then I call in Metatron, who is the keeper of the Akashic Record. So he is like the right hand of like at the right hand of God, basically, or whatever. Like he sits right next to the the all the all divine source, if you nice. will. Um, and he he is the one that knows all that was, all that is, and that will be. And so I'm like, hey, Metatron, let's let's have you come into our space, so that way we can take a peek into this past life and understand what needs to be understood in this present moment. That's awesome. Yeah. And then all the guides and ancestors for that specific purpose I, or person 
are called in as well. So that way, all the necessary beings are present for this reading. And so then I put out however many cards are being, I'm being led to lay out. It's generally eight. Usually I put about eight, sometimes more if I feel very led to, but usually it's about that many. Um, and then I go from my per the person's right or my left is usually like a foundational lifetime. And that, that can be practically anything. So whatever I'm seeing in that foundational lifetime, I explain in detail what's happening, try and, and try and dilute, go into like why, but generally it's like, this is what's happening. I don't know why, but this is what's happening. Sometimes things come through as to why, sometimes they don't. Um, a lot of, t a lot of times I don't get names, but sometimes I do. And it's a little bit wild when that happens. Uh, because the last time I did that, um, there was connections with present and, um, one, one gentleman, uh, I read, he had said that he had like created a vision board. And cause I said, I, I see this lifetime, you have a daughter and her name is Isabel. I don't know why that that's that name is coming through, but that was what was said. And, and after the reading, he said, when I created a vision board for what I want to manifest in my life, I wanted to have two children. And I, if I had a girl, her name was going to be Isabel. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Right. Some of those connections are like, oh, boy, that's that's amazing. But and those validations, I, I love Getting that, yes, because it makes me feel like I'm not just speaking right out my butt. You know what I mean? Because that's it, that is the trust that you have to have. Right. You just have to be like, I don't know what this means, but here it is. You know, this is what I'm seeing. This is what is coming to my head. Here it is for you. You know, and generally so far, it's been very meaningful and very powerful for most people that's in front of me may i ask since i am sitting in front of you if you see anything without your cards of course oh yes yes anything past life related towards me 100 percent. so the past life that's coming through for me is a time in morocco and you were a belly dancer wow yeah so and it's funny is that you don't look incredibly different than you do now um and you were very much in your feminine energetic and you really delighted in expressing yourself and your femininity and being very, um, very sexual. But like you were very selective with right. who you chose to be your partner. And there wasn't like, you know, you didn't you weren't like super picky, but it was like, you know, these, you know, I, I'm good. Yeah. Like it wasn't there wasn't any like bias. Right. In, in a way. And um, a lot of like dark makeup but you had like these very striking eyes and i feel like there was a lot of green in them um and there would be some changes that would happen in the color of your eyes when you danced versus not dancing hmm. it was like this energy that you would exude would actually change the color of your eyes um, and you had lots of gold and I feel like some of your favorite colors to wear were purple and teal. Like those mm -hmm. were like some of the, cause your, your skin was, was dark ish. Like you had tan, like very beautiful tan skin and you had very long, like jet black, like ink colored hair. Oh, you're thinking, making me a gypsy. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, if you listen to that song, gypsy, that's like screaming, Julie. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you you were, I mean, men would fall over themselves to, like, because you would dance and it would be, okay, you were beautiful just to see and to experience. Right. But when you danced, it was a whole other level. People would be like, oh, my God. Yes. It was like you pulled them in and they could not resist. There was no resisting. I don't think much has changed in <laughs> this lifetime. <laughs> Very but it's good. good to know that. Yes. That was one of them. And I feel like you channel her a lot yeah. into present. And so it's it's very interesting. Um, I feel like your name actually, it's funny you said that, you said I feel like a gypsy, but I feel like your name was Gia. Okay. Like 
You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like there was a very profound connection with the earth and the earth mother. And I feel like there was also a connection with your mother that helped you be the best version of yourself. It's awesome. So, yes. And I don't feel like the current parents in your lifetime were in that lifetime with you. Okay. Um, But I do feel like you have siblings that were there with you. I feel like there was... um, brother there's definitely a brother that's coming through that was there with you i feel like maybe he was the one that was kind of like helping you like it was i see like you guys are in like one main area in morocco that was like your homestead but then like there would be some traveling that would happen and he would be the guy that you traveled with i don't see it being like a romantic thing or anything i feel like you guys were more familial like he was like a cousin or an uncle or something okay. like that. Um, and you felt very safe. Yeah. Like he was sort of like keeping you safe from all the other things. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know what's funny is I don't feel like you got married in that lifetime, but I do see you having children. Hmm. Yeah. So I felt like that was very interesting. I feel like you had a son and two daughters. Wow. Yes. And... Um, yeah, I feel like you're the way that you expressed yourself and your how you were a free spirit. It was challenging to really dive into that maternal role, but you still did a beautiful job. Yeah. May I ask the golden question of having as a newbie having your past life read was did I die organically? Oh, that's a really good question. And if you don't know, you don't know. Um but I will say that going once we go into my stories of my past life, I'm just interested to know. Yes. So let me think about that for a minute. Um, I think that the way that you were you were older, you weren't as old as you could have been. So I feel like what had happened is there was there was an illness that took your life. And the thing that like that was the first thing was that there was an illness that happened that ended up taking your life. Um, so then it was like going down the list in my mind, like what type of illness, like, was it, you know, bacterial, was it viral? Was it, you know, what was happening? I don't feel like any of those things happened. I feel like it was a, it was like a cancer, Hmm. a type of cancer that took your life in the end. And I don't feel like you suffered for very long. I feel like there was times where it was painful, but you, you had your way of dealing with it in a very, uh, very beautiful way and I feel like your children were really really helpful in keeping you comfortable and keeping you keeping your spirits up when you and you kind of knew like there was a part of you that's just like I'm not going to be here for that much longer um and I feel like there are places that you would go that would really connect you and ground you and make you feel like it's okay I'm going to be okay and um, a lot of those areas were in nature. And I feel like there was this really dr- big draw to water for you. So I feel like you go, because Morocco is right by, what is the sea right there? Right by Italy and Greece. The Medi- no, is it Mediterranean? Red sea. The Red Sea, maybe. I'm not sure. Either way, that, I'm terrible with geography. Yes. I try my best. But that sea, that water is very there's a draw and I feel like being by the ocean was something that was very healing for you and I feel like in that time period after you did pass away that's where your children um I don't feel like you were buried I felt like your ashes were scattered I feel like they it was like they they did like a pyre almost and spread your ashes on the in the ocean well, like it's on funny cliffside. because um in this day and age when when you're doing your you know estate planning and what you want to be done i've always said i want to be buried at sea that i just want to go like have everybody just put a foot on me and just push me out in the ocean and just call it a day and just be reincarnated back into the earth like the fish will eat me fine whatever and they do do that around here Uh so i have been opposed to cremations and i don't want to be buried so i've always said that i want to be buried at sea Hmm. Where I just want to just go back into the water and I think with this lifetime there was a a connection to a rebirth and with fire there's this phoenix energy mm-hmm. and I feel like for you in that lifetime the the act of burning clears away all that was old and you are reborn into the air and so I felt like that was really the symbolism behind 
the burning of your body. Right. So that is what I got. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. May I um, tell what introduced me to getting my past life read? Yeah, do it. Was I was going through my spiritual awakening, and every time I closed my eyes, I started seeing a car accident. Oh, Jesus. Every single car accident that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. T-boned, you know, Final Destination style, fender bender. Um, My car was old at the time, so I didn't know if I was being anxious of the fact that um, I needed to get a new car. Like, it was just, like, stressing me out. But any time I would lay down at night, I would see a car accident, and I would have to open my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, okay. So it was hard for me to go to sleep because the first instance of closing my eyes, I saw a car accident. And that lasted maybe about six months. And I reached out to my friend, um, shout out to Michelle, who's introduced me to a lot of this. Um, and I was telling her about it, and she was mentioning that she had her past life read. Mm. And I was interested. I got the number of the lady, and I ended up calling her. And during this time, I was just getting into saging my room, putting up a um, uh dream catcher Mm -hmm. and i feel like i disrupted some type of energy oh as in i pissed something off right Mm -hmm. i didn't know what came first if it was me having these um car accidents or i can't remember what happened but then i started having and i was did not have a roommate yet and i was living alone and i was getting this feeling that i was not the only person in the room oh and I would consider it sleep paralysis where you wake up and you feel like somebody's sitting on your chest. Yes. And oh, then God. it takes you a while to wake up. That was happening pretty much like every night. Oh, my God. And oh my God. I was like, okay, I need to go get my past life read. So a lot of weird things were happening with me energetically. It was happening um, and I didn't really have answers to it. So I contacted this lady. We had a great phone conversation and um, we scheduled an appointment and I showed up to the office and she was a very sweet older lady. You could tell she she meant business. Mm-hmm. So I trusted her. We had an hour-long session. And in there, I sat in this chair. And across from her, she sat in another chair. And it reminded me a lot of, like, the Get Out movie when she was trying to hypnotize with the teacup. Oh. They were there. So at first, like, my initial reaction is to be nervous. Yeah. But for some reason, I just relax a lot. And she told me some things, and she said that in all my past lives, I I was a woman in the two past lives that she saw. So that's why I am very comfortable in my skin. Mm. And in the two past lives, I was a white woman, so I didn't have to experience a lot. So I was very comfortable being a white woman in the times that she was presenting to me. Um, one, I was working with the village and I was trying to get, help them get water Mm. and I was doing a lot of philanthropy and I was helping a lot of people. Mm. And she said, she sees that briefly, but she said what was coming up really deeply was the vision that I was in Africa helping with malaria. Oh. And she said that the malaria took over. And because I was there, people expected me to treat all these people. But in the timing of it, it wasn't modern day. So Mm. they didn't, we didn't have as much education and knowledge and medicine as we do now. So when the malaria was taking over, the villagers were mad at me because I wasn't saving people and people were dying. Right. And what was funny was... I started, it was the first time when I was asleep when she was talking about this, it reminded me that I never really saw a face or a body. But before I went to get my past life read, I woke up and somebody, I saw a face for the first time and they were looking over me. And it was a man and when she was telling me like it was a villager and it was probably Ethiopia and malaria and people were dying. And she goes, I hate to tell you this, but they killed you in this lifetime. And I, and after she was done, she asked questions. Do you have any questions? And my question was, how did I die? Mm. And she said, well, you were killed in your sleep. Oh shit. (laughs) And I said, okay. 
And I said, well, this is what's been happening with me. I am now seeing somebody when I open my eyes and they're looking at me. And I see a face and I've never saw a face before. And she says, are they looking at you like you're just so precious to be sleeping? And I said, no. I said, they are looking at me like, ha ha, I got you. Oh, God. And I said, I know that that's obviously how I died. Yeah. So I don't know how to deal with this. So we did a lot of clairvoyant work where we um, started, I start, she started me to look in my third eye and she says, okay, well, I want you to envision this purple coming and I want to see vision this red color. And now I want you to vision all these colors and now tell me what's happening. And I told her that I saw violet and I saw red, but then a little bit of green came popping through and then green took over everything. Mm. And later I realized um, that green, I guess, was the color of the heart chakra. And then purple is the color of the third eye. And red is my my root chakra. Yes. So. Usually purple is crown, but sometimes it's a magenta type color. And I always get a little confused because they say third eye is indigo. Which is like a really, really like. I thought crown was white. Well, white energy, like the the soul star, yes, is like like a per, like a really bright white, and then like your crown is usually like a royal, like a purple or like a magenta hmm. color. At least that's what I usually see on like the chakra charts and stuff. So she did have me connect with the white light, mm. and we were able to tie all this past life and shoot it into wherever. We sent it. Yeah. I don't know where that was, but... Away. <laughs> yes. And then she taught me how to do some energy clearing, and then I... Um, that was... Later on, I ended up joining this group called Women of Intuition, and I met another lovely lady, Hannah, there, and I spoke with her privately, and she taught me that with entities and anything coming in, you can set boundaries with them. Yes. So my now boundary is that nobody's allowed to enter or be around me when I'm sleeping that is only for positive experiences like anybody that needs to come in my past life if you can do it and not a intimate setting of me sleeping because I do not want to have my sleep disrupted because I'm vulnerable to having so what brought it on recently was I'm reading my twin flame book and I'm reading my soul it's a soulmate and twin flame by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, which I really recommend. It's the spiritual dimension and love and relationships. And there was a chapter in there that spoke about your past karma. Mm. And it talks about how, and I did research elsewhere too, that your past life is when you meet your soulmate or you meet your twin flame, when you meet your karmic, it's like you're repeating the karma with each other, so it's a negative experience. When you meet your soulmate, you're meeting your past karma, but you're able to move through it and work through it in this existence. In a positive way. In a positive way. When you meet your twin flame, you are to be dealing with your own karma because it affects the other person, is what I'm understanding from the book. Mm -hmm. So when I'm dealing with this karma, I was doing a meditation, and in there it says that your twin flame is connected to God and Source, so you have this relationship with them and I had this meditation where it brought me back to this village in Africa where I saw where the life began Hmm. and I saw me going there Wow! and I think what had happened was at some point I must have met somebody and fell in love and had an experience with this person wow. to where it must have distracted me. Huh. Okay. So because I had a relationship with this person and it distracted me, I feel I wasn't able to do my due diligence of being of service to these people because I was more focused on my emotional gains with this other person Mm. i was more focused on i took my eyes off the target and was focused on something that i wasn't there 
I wasn't there to be in a relationship. I was there to help those people. Right. So when I am dealing with this past life, I was like, oh, I can see them being pissed off at me if people are dying and I have malaria or everybody's having malaria and I'm supposed to help them, but I'm too distracted and busy dealing with this love boy over here. Who knows what I haven't developed, what type of relationship that was, but I can see that that was calling and pulling to me that... That's why they killed me, because they were mad that people were dying, not because I wasn't saving them, but because I was distracted. Hmm. Oh, my God. So come forth to this lifetime when I do feel like I met my twin flame, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm trying to have this connection and conversation with them, I am more concerned And this is all retrospect Mm -hmm. because this meditation really has opened the door for me to put the puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. That me and my twin flame, I apparently maybe on his side, it was very casual. He kept saying it wasn't my intention. Um, And I kept saying it's not about intention. It's about impact. Mm. You are impacting people's lives. And I get emotional because it's how I felt. Mm. Because I said, people are going to come to you and people are going to need you and you're not going to be ready. Oh, man. And I was like, why am I saying all this stuff to him? And I'm like, and then I realized in the meditation that I'm carrying this karma from this other life where people died on my behalf Mm. and I'm not able like, and then now it's like we're dealing in this environment where we are in coronavirus and I work in healthcare and I see all these people dying that during Christmas and New Year's was an awful time for me. Oh God, I can imagine. Because I feel like it really triggered the fact that nobody cares. Oh God. So it's like I'm bringing on this karma in and I don't understand what the fuck is going on. (laughs) And then now I have this meditation and it's putting the puzzle pieces together and I'm like, okay. So then now it's like, do I fear love because it's going to distract me from my goals? Do I need to be with somebody who understands? So then it's like now I'm, as the layman person would be like, you're creating nothing out of nothing. Hmm. Right. But to me, it's not. (laughs) No. To me, it's something that I viscerally feel because I don't know why I care so much about humanity and I don't know why I care so much about these people that are dying because of the corona vaccine and the people say, do you like, do you even believe this is real? I said, regardless if you think it's real or not, people are dying. Wait, died because of the coronavirus? Yeah. Like, no, coronavirus. coronavirus. Like, there's okay. people that don't believe that coronavirus is real. Yes. Which is fine. Believe whatever you want. But at the end of the day, people are dying. And to me, I take, I'm passionate about it. Yes. And I didn't understand why I was passionate about it. Mm. And I don't have fears that I'm going to be killed because I'm not saving everybody from coronavirus. That's not the case at all. And it really honestly has nothing to do with coronavirus except for the fact that it was the timing of everything and the way that it laid out and witnessing it firsthand and having my colleagues have to deal with it and things like that. But in regard to my past life, if I didn't have that reading, I wouldn't understand. Yes. And isn't it amazing? Like, But I feel like I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. That I'm at this point now where I have all these past lives, but I have one where a negative thing happened. Well, and it still holds weight on you today. Yes. Because I feel like it's karma that I don't know how to fix because it involves with people outside of myself. Hmm. But I don't feel like I would have recognized this if I didn't have my twin flame there to showcase this for me because I didn't think that he was awake and I was mad at him. And I didn't understand why I was mad at him except for the fact that I needed him and he wasn't there for me. So I feel like that should be more for my therapist. (laughs) But I feel like it's all in retrospect because it does carry with you onto this lifetime. Yes, absolutely. And you don't understand it until you start putting puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. And who knows how many lifetimes we've lived where this information is helpful to somebody to navigate this lifetime with. Yes. Because I do feel like how you said in my... 
um, and your vision of my past life is that I'm confident and I'm beautiful and I'm sensual and I'm all those things. Mm -hmm. And in this lifetime, I already non-egotistical know that. Yes. That's not egotistical. That's sitting in your power. And I know that. Yes. But now it's like, how do we use it for good? Mm -hmm. And how do we bring it to other people? Right. Right. So, you know, it's interesting that you, you, you feel very strongly the, the weight and the gravity and the responsibility of other people. And I think one message that could be happening right now is to release that responsibility. Because I think that that is a huge thing for you that you felt like you were experiencing something very powerful in two different ways in that lifetime that you experienced. You were experiencing this incredible weight of responsibility for caring for others. And then this, this incredibly dynamic emotional connection that you have mm-hmm. with another person, which are very, very powerful in and of themselves. And they draw a lot of ourselves out to, to be bare, you know, and to be vulnerable with, with yourself and with others. And I think what can be um, experienced is that lifetime, there was this disconnect with the responsibility or at least it wasn't a disconnect it was a it was a wound that was created that you felt like you were at fault for these people dying Mm -hmm. and the realization is is that it was never your fault that these people were dying it was that you did not have the tools necessary to save them no matter what you did and so in releasing that feeling of responsibility even when people murdered you for it, you know, they wanted to blame you for it. But that is their shadow. You know, that is their karma that they're going to have to deal with in life. I killed an innocent woman because I couldn't own to the fact that this was a really powerful virus and it was going to take a lot of people's lives regardless of who was helping and who was not helping. Right. And so I feel like a lot of that is a release of responsibility from your shoulders and understanding that just like in this pandemic, it is not your responsibility to save other people. Because here's the thing, people aren't going to believe just like those villagers believed that you were the one that were killing those people. Well, there are people in this lifetime that believe that coronavirus is you know made up by you know the liberal agenda you know what i mean they believe that you know coronavirus is a hoax they believe a myriad of different things but the simple fact is it's just not true and so in owning that truth it will in turn release that feeling of responsibility that rests upon your shoulders because it is not your weight to carry but it is yours to release when you feel ready because that pain doesn't have to reside any longer if you don't wish to carry it with you. Yes, I do not wish to carry it with me. <laughs> so, well, it's funny because there is a song by Billie Eilish that's called The Bad Guy. Yes, you know? I freaking love that song. And I love that song too because I resonate with it because yeah. I think that that's my shadow where everybody thinks I'm the bad guy. Yes. Like, even being a sensual, beautiful woman and having people admire me, people aren't going to like that. So then I'm the bad guy. Right. So it's like every lifetime I feel like I connect with that song in this lifetime because it means that the way that I'm perceived is I'm the bad guy in this situation. Mm. And I don't want to keep fighting. Right. And you shouldn't because it's not your perception. Other people's perceptions are their responsibility. They're not yours. Right. You know, and it's 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 a shame that when people take it upon themselves to, you know, sh- shame you for being who you are and other people for who they are because they're insecure. Right. Or they're afraid of what it is that you're showing right now, which is confidence, which is sitting in your power, which is embracing who you are without that shame. 
And a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that. And I feel like as a 33-year-old woman, I have worked really, really hard mm-hmm. to not say not give a shit, but not, I don't, I can only carry so much. Yeah. And if I'm already carrying something from a past life, I don't have enough hands or room to carry everything in this lifetime. Yes. So I do feel like that I have leveled up in this lifetime to quote unquote not care, but I care about things that I feel like matter. Yes. Yes. And that's all you can do really. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, me being who I am, I I like to take the things from other people that they are, it's too heavy. So I'm like, oh, t- I'll, I'll take it for you. I'm okay. You know, because for some reason, I feel like I can bear the burden. And it's like, you know, you have to, for me, my my biggest thing is release and and letting just letting it go right (laughs) you know because other people feel better but then i now have this 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 weight upon my shoulders that i need to release and so yeah it is and i do feel like doing the work and we say doing the work as learning about different tools in your toolbox and being around not only women but men who can be of service to you in a time of need where you learn how to, I wouldn't know how to put all this together unless I was sitting with you and talking with you about it. Mm. So when the opportunity presents itself for you to release a little bit of it, release Mm. a little bit of it. Yes, yes. Because it doesn't make sense why we don't release it sooner, but maybe I needed to get a past life read Mm -hmm. or I needed to get tarot cards read. Or if you, like I feel like when, because of my religious background, we would go to church and talk to the elders about it. And that's the way that they use their tool. So I'm not saying anything's wrong or right, but I'm saying that there are so many tools out there that this was a tool that helped me getting my past life read to understand what was happening in this lifetime because something was carrying its ball and chain to me. Yes. And it was time to let go of it and time to get rid of it because... So I wanted to share with you that what I'm working on right now is letting the past lives go and knowing that in this lifetime I could be of service with people and be in love with somebody spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Mm. Because I don't think in any of the lifetimes I had a partner. Mm. How interesting because you say that and that's one of the things that I said too. Right. <laughs> you had many partners, but none long standing. Yes. Interesting. Intimate, like romantic partner. Hmm. Of course I've had many partners. Of course you have. <laughs> I say that with a big smile on my face. Yes, you do. She's smiling like a like a big big adorable idiot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm ready to create something of my own. Yes. And now's the time. Because I feel like I'm able to release everything. Mm-hmm. And as you should. Which is a terrifying thing. Yeah. Because I'm entering into something that it's going to be new. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is my last reincarnation or I don't know if the karmas of this lifetime will come into the last life, the next lifetime. But then that's where like you got to deal with your anxiety and you got to deal with being present in the moment and not, you know, looking back, not looking forward, but looking present. So hmm. it's just good information to know that we are not only in this lifetime yeah we are not very it's funny because we experience this one dimension but there are many sometimes i feel like we experience those different dimensions because i feel like there are times when i am going about my business and like i see something happen while i'm in my present moment i'm seeing an alternate situation occurring at the same moment Some of it is really, really good, but a lot of it is, like, bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got hit by a a car because I, you know, I didn't realize that the thing didn't say walk or, you know what I mean? Just whatever. But, like, it's, it's just funny. Like, you know, and you don't really give notice to it. But I feel like people experience those different membranes of, of time and those different membranes of different universes. Because this is not, like, we're experiencing a three-dimensional universe or a third-density experience. But you do come encounter 
with different things that could occur at the same moment that it is occur that you are in it. You know what I mean? That seems really, really strange, but it's funny. And I feel like people just need to pay attention and observe more of what's happening in their present moment because it can have the opportunity to help you or hinder you in your path and in your walk. And with the past life readings, it's very important to say that in doing that work, you need to not hold on to what has already happened. Right. And I think that's where people get depressed, especially if they've had past lives where they had, you know, a really extravagant life. You know, or they've had a, a lot of money or they have things that they really long for today. And but so they they're like, but I was this. Why can't I be that now? And then there's this depression that occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's like there is the lesson that needs to be adhered to in this this circumstance. You know, what is it that you didn't have or what is it that you did have that may be affecting you today? You know, and it's like don't hold on to what you were because that's that's done already. You need to focus on what you need to be doing in this moment that's going to help move you forward, you know, and don't stay in the past because that's not going to propel you forward and make you move ahead. It's just going to keep you in the same spot, which is not what we want. Right. We want forward movement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. You are very welcome. And I feel like this was like exponentially shorter than our first conversation. But that's okay. That is okay. I think it was really, Short really and good. sweet and straight to the point. Straight to the point. Just like Julie Lyons. Yes. <laughs> With a side of spicy, spicy salsa. Woo! Throat chakra activated! Boom! Like a nuclear bomb going yes. up right in your throat. I know. It's good. That's sometimes how I feel. Yeah. I like it. I'd rather that than like... But I've had to learn how to use it for good, not for evil. Yeah. Because I can slit somebody's throat and watch them bleed with my words. It's true. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that either. So I give love. So you give love. And you do it in your brain and then you let it go. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you good things. Yes. But in my mind, I really don't like you. I'm going to dear diary this later. (laughs) I'm going to dear diary this later. Dear diary. I bit my tongue today, and let me tell you that. Uh, let me tell you about what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. You're the best. Until next time. Until next time. All right, you guys. Subscribe and like the podcast. Don't forget to uh, drop your local metaphysical podcaster named Lorelai some love. and Five-star review. Five-star review, please. Anyway, love you guys. Don't forget to look at the website if you want a past life reading or a tarot reading or if you just have questions. I am here to answer all the things. And I, I wanted to say that my friend reached out to you. Yes. Um, about her necklace. Yeah. Oh. I just wanted to throw this in there before we wrap it up. Yes. I've been wondering. I've been asking myself, like, what's going on? She hasn't so talked to me. My friend reached out to me because she lost her necklace that her husband gave to her on her wedding day. She, I gave her Lorelai's information. She contacted you and you helped her give suggestions on where the necklace could be. Yeah, she wanted a tarot reading, but I was like, uh, the tarot reading I don't think is going to be super helpful. I think let's try a pendulum. So if you guys don't know what a pendulum is, a pendulum is another type of divination tool. You ask it yes or no questions and it tells you yes or no answers. If you go into it, you can get lots more detail if that's like your divination tool that you really glean to. But like, that's what I used. And I told her, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. So you just let me know. If and then you suggested multiple targets. Yes. I said, look at your local target. Is there another target that maybe it could be at? Right. Yes. So unfortunately, she did not find the necklace. Oh, but she has come to terms with the fact that the necklace meant something to her and she's ready to let it go Um, if that makes sense yeah she's done searching for this necklace because she knows that it's gone and that she's not gonna have it back so now i think she's more excited to get a new necklace but the point of the matter is that she contacted you because she needed help finding something that meant something to her soul and her love so and i want to say thank you for taking care of my friend oh yes 
Yes. And even little things like that is why you got to reach out to Lorelai. Because yeah. she's so welcoming and open to anybody discussing anything with her. So reach out and go to her crystal shops and her workshops and her fairs. And the things. And the yes. things. All the, the things. things. <laughs> and yes, please do contact me. Even if I can't find your necklace, <laughs> I can hopefully find who you are in this lifetime and help you navigate through that. I can do that, I think. I think I might be okay with that. I think you're good at that. <laughs> decent. Thanks, love. Thanks. You. Bye. All right, guys. I love you all. And I will talk to you again next week. Love and light to you all. Oh, I didn't even stop the recording. No. Oh, well, it's okay. I thought I did. I did not. I saw you hit a button, but I don't think it activated anything. And it totally didn't. It's okay. This you have what, to edit it. I'm the one that'll be editing it out. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> Doesn't impact me at all. I know. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. You get to listen to my voice talk about this the yeah, whole time. Yeah. Okay. Past life reading. So anyway, you know. Oh, there's my thing. Okay. My little thing. If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.